Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. How the heck are you? It is currently 4.14 p.m. on Thursday, March 29th. I don't love to timestamp my episodes because then later when people listen to them, they're like, oh, dang it. Like, that was so old, right? But here's the deal. So tonight I have a webinar. And uh, most of you are going to come hang out with me because I love you and you love you love me and it's a big group hug and it'll be a lot of fun. But that that's really not why I'm, t- why I'm telling you that. Um, I want to talk about systems and I want to talk about scaling your business and I want to talk about going from chaos to less chaos. I have so much in my head right now. Uh, I don't know if you guys realize this, but when I make the the podcast, I almost never have notes. Sometimes I'll have like something I'll scribble down to remember to mention it, but there's not like a structure, man. This is all raw passion. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you it's just raw passion streaming through my brain. And I want it to be relevant to you, but what I've found is typically like if I'm really just really passionate and fired up about something, it just it just works like it translates to you right because that energy is transferable but when it comes to our business like i'm so excited for send gym because you know you guys know my backstory i i started out with nothing and my my parents were amazing people they still are amazing people and they they do really well now but when we were growing up you know my dad made 12 bucks an hour and worked in a shop my mom cut hair uh, part-time and we didn't have a lot and we moved from like the kind of like the poor area near flint like right next to flint to like a rich area called Fenton, which is where I ended up starting my business. And when I went to Lake Fenton for the first time, um, everybody had like really fancy clothes. They were getting dropped off to school in like Cadillac Escalades, and it was just normal for there. There's just a lot of lakes. There's a lot of money there. It's a different thing. And I was only in fifth grade when I moved there. So I was about 10 years old, but I was kind of like exposed to this idea like, oh, like, like we're different. Like, People have more than we have. Like it was, it was weird, right? Now my parents always went over the top and gave us everything that we needed. We never went without anything. But I remember in our house, there's always like this, you know, like this stress, this tension of, you know, don't you, you know, we work so hard and money doesn't grow on trees and that type of stuff going on, right? Because of the pressure, the pressure to hold it all together, the pressure to get an extra dollar an hour raise so that maybe we could take a vacation going camping in tents or something, right? And like, I just remember how hard that was. And I respect my parents for living that life and having lots of stress um, to, to give us the life that they gave us, right? Because a lot of the rich kids' parents were totally disconnected and they just throw money at them, but they weren't like around like mine were, right? And so there's massive benefit to it. But at the same time, it's not really like the path I want to go down. I don't want to go down that path. I don't want to have my business be so stressful and consuming of me that I sacrifice my family. And there's been many times when it almost has. You know, my wife's been on the podcast. You know her heart. You know that we love each other and we have all this awesomeness. But um, we've also had tons of really horrible times. And even recently, like I've just been working a lot in Send Gym. And so the point I'm trying to make to you is that working hard by itself, like that's not the answer. And I made this post on Facebook last night and I think a lot of people took it the wrong way. And as I read it now, it kind of 
it doesn't sound great, but it's not what I meant. And I wanted to talk about it. So I, I said, I noticed a lot of people who do, who, who work hard, still struggle. If the answer to success is not just working hard, then what is it? That's my question. And most people are just answering, you know, work smarter, not harder and do all that kind of stuff. And then some people are like, hey, that's, you know, this is what's wrong with the world. You know, success isn't defined by your income. And, and that's not what I meant at all. You know, I should have gave more context. What, what I meant by when I typed it was when it comes to business, you know, because all my posts, I'm talking to business owners on my Facebook, right? But like with your business, why is it that a lot of business owners, small business owners, they work super hard, but they still struggle? Like it's not working. Like they're not getting enough margin. They're not getting enough gap bandwidth to like actually reinvest in themselves or grow their business or anything. It's just, it's like, the, it feels like the universe is conspiring against you. And maybe you felt like that. I know I have. So if the answer isn't just working really hard, because I already know for a fact, lots of people that are stuck, they do work really hard. I'm not saying they're miserable and they hate their life. I'm not saying that they can't be a good dad and work hard. All I'm saying is obviously it's preferable to have a business that's super ultra profitable, it gives you more options, you can be more generous, you can do whatever it is that you wanna do. Um, but the answer is clearly not just by working hard. Does that make sense? Hopefully hopefully that makes sense. So this, And then I, I made this sub post that said, people who dig ditches work super hard, which is amazing because all hard work is valuable, yet it has a small financial reward, which breaks my heart. Um, and so I've told my kids for a long time that like you do not make money by working hard. You don't. You make money by providing value. And people that dig ditches, they do provide value. They provide, you know, $12 an hour worth of value or whatever they get paid. That's it. People at Taco Bell, yes, they work hard. And yes, they provide value. They provide $9 an hour worth of value. That's how it freaking works, man. And when you're lucky enough to be like you guys and you have a side hustle or you have a full-time business, yeah, you might make like 50 bucks an hour or, or $80 an hour. Or if you're uh, doing like soft washing or roof cleaning, you can make two, $300 an hour all day long, right? That's amazing, right? Uh, but what happens is you adjust your lifestyle up to that. You got a nice house. You got some toys. And then your business still gets stuck. And because you just, you rise up to the level of wherever your income's at. And so what is the answer to this? Like, what is the answer? Well, I'll tell you, it's it's going and ascending through these five stages of business that I, I always talk to you guys about. It's it's getting it to where the money's coming through the machine and there's enough left over that spits out the other side without you touching the machine that you can live the life that you want. Now that is freaking amazing. To me, that is like the goal, That that's the obsession. and. It's not about the money. It's about building the machine. I think it's really cool to build a machine. And when I started Send Gym, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Like none. I had no freaking idea. I thought it would be so simple. And I had this epiphany early, you know, well, midway through my business where I realized that like if I send direct mail with a picture of someone's actual house on it, that would probably work. And the reason I thought that was because I had started putting pictures of our customers' houses on their estimate sheets. And it just blew their mind. Like, we were double the price of other people. We got the job every time. Why? Because we were, they were like almost scared to hire a company other than us because our sales processes and the perceived value was so dialed in. And not all of them. Like, some people just wanted, like, to be price sensitive. And I was always more than happy to send them to my competitors because <laughs> they're the wrong types of customers anyway. But I digress. With Send Gym, I thought, okay, I'm going to build this app. It's going to be super awesome. We're going to use it for my own company. And it will be a complete secret weapon ninja trick. Because before I spent any money on the software, 
um, we started, I tested this manually. So it was a pain in the butt, but I found this one app that did this one thing, this other app that did this other thing, and then I'd upload them to this other thing and like send a card. It was a total like non-scalable giant waste of time. But I wanted to test if people would call me if I sent them a picture of their own house on a postcard. <laughs> Long story short, yes, they did. Very much so. Sometimes angrily so. Uh, depending on where you are in the country, it can be a really bad idea to use a picture of their house. Uh, which is why a lot of people use like a picture of the street sign or a picture of the neighborhood entryway or something like that. Anything to personalize it. The whole point of it is personalization and then hitting them multiple times in a row. So I had this epiphany, wanted to spend all this money on software, and we did that. And so I hired this company in India. We spent basically, like to summarize it, we like lit 100 grand on fire. Took 100 grand, lit it with a match. And then watched it burn to the ground because what we ended up with was nothing but problems and a nightmare. All 100% my fault. 100% me not understanding at all what I was doing. That's why when I tell you I have compassion, I have a bachelor's degree in pain. I have a master's degree in suffering. <laughs> I really do. I think the one claim to fame I could possibly have for myself is that I'm relentless and I'll just keep going. And I, I might cry for a day and feel sorry for myself, but I'll be relentless. And that is, you know, having grit is one of the biggest determining factors to success or studies on it as a side note. Grit is like everything. But so thank God I have that, right? Because I don't want to lose. I just will figure it out. So we started completely over, like a year and a half into trying to figure it out. We had customers. We had like to shut it down, like redo it. People were mad and like they're going on the forums and saying how I suck and I'm a piece of crap, right? And um, all this stuff, it was, a, it was a disaster. So then we relaunched the other, the other one and we have all kinds of issues with that. And then we relaunched the other one. Finally, um, we just say screw it and we take, I don't know, a quarter of a million or something. And we, we built the thing the right way with a U.S. development team like the right way. We just bit the bullet like, this is a nightmare. Let's just build, because we knew that we had something, at least we thought we did, um, but we were trying to like cheap skate our way out of it and it wasn't working. So we built a stable enterprise grade, like awesome app, right? And then I stared at my inbox and was waiting to see all the little stripe receipts come in of people signing up and telling me I'm a genius and like, Josh, you're the best, best, best app ever. And it wasn't happening. And somehow along my journey, as much as I knew about sales and marketing when it came to my service company, um, it's like I forgot all of it when I started my app. So then now I'm like two or three, like three plus years in and I'm like, God, like we're not making money with this. Like no one knows about it or people would sign up and then they cancel because we didn't have any onboarding or support. Like I had no systems. I had not, nothing. I, with this company two years ago, I, was, I am literally the equivalent of a guy with a truck with a pressure washer in the back of the truck. Okay. I want you to know that. But then I kind of finally got my crap together and I realized, you know what? There's not an easy way out. I got to stop feeling sorry for myself. Boo-hoo, I built wasted money. Boo-hoo, no one will buy the cool thing. Why don't they just understand it's awesome? Give me money. I got over that and I said, all right, cool. I need to build a tribe of people. I need to start a podcast. I need to do content marketing. I need to get involved on Facebook and in the forums and just add value, just like massive jab, 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 right hook stuff or the Gary V book, right? And I, I've done that solid for over two years, okay? So now when people come to me and they're like, Oh man, Josh, it's really cool what you're doing. Can you pitch my product on your thing? I'm like, uh, no. Oh, hey, can you want to do a partnership on this thing? I'm like, no. Like, I will never do that. Like, this audience I have, the tribe, I, it's all blood, sweat, and tears. That's what it is. That's literally what it is. 
that's why they say if you work like a maniac for a decade, eventually you become an overnight success type of thing. But now let's fast forward to tonight. So tonight is a critical piece for me personally. This podcast is super selfish. I hope you're getting something out of it. But for me, this is a really big day. And it's not about dollars and money, okay? Again, it's all about building the machine. I want to build the box. I don't want to have to touch the box all the time. Uh, It requires a tremendous, massive effort to get the box assembled to where it's even barely doing anything efficiently, right? Like, you know this if you're building your business, especially if you're in like stage one or two and trying to get to stage three, or even at stage four, if you're trying to grow it really fast. And uh, we're trying to grow really fast. So uh, over the last uh, year, I got really dialed in as like an actual CEO with this. I'm like, screw this, like, I gotta focus. We need a team, we need SOPs, I need systems, I need to figure this out, right? So we just started lining up dominoes and knocking them down. Our customer support was horrible, we had to fix it. Then this other thing was broken, we had to fix it. And it was pure drudgery grunt work the whole time. Nothing but just, why is this still broken? Why doesn't the, why doesn't this button do this? It's not intuitive. How do I, and just constant and constant and constant. And it's funny because you wake up from that and all of a sudden you look up and you go, oh my gosh, like I, I can see my machine now. Like it's not like it's a mess. Like I still have a lot to do, but it literally looks like an actual thing now. And if you don't see that yet, I want to encourage you to keep chopping wood. That's like my new thing. I've been saying it for like three weeks. I don't think I've said it on the podcast, but I say it to myself and you got you to chop wood. And w- when you are walking through the fire trying to scale your company, you keep your head down and you chop and you chop wood. Now, with that being said, Hard work is a requirement, and it does require a massive amount of effort. But here's the disconnect. The hard work that you do is not the thing that will get you what you want. It has to be focused hard work on the right things in the right order. You know, it has to be, you have to understand what to do and what order to do it. That's why most people get screwed up. It's not because they're bad people. It's because they don't know. No one ever told them this stuff. They didn't learn it yet. Or maybe they just found this podcast and now they're like, wait a second. But I want you guys to be really careful and intentional about measuring what kind of work you're doing. And my goal for the last six months was very clear. I need to not do anything in my company except what I love to do, what I'm best at doing, and that's it. And I've been systematically chopping wood, chopping wood, hiring people, building systems, like having issues, figuring this out, figuring that out, having a $50,000 bill come due for this thing that I didn't realize and figuring that out. Like I've been doing this to get to where I am now, which is if this webinar goes as good as I hope and think it will tonight, um, I'm going to have... Of like a, a minimum viable machine built for this business. I have a full team now. I haven't. I don't check our banking. I don't do the payroll. I don't even like do the papers if someone gets hired. There's people that worked here that I didn't even talk to them for the first time until they had worked here for like a couple months, right? That's a good thing, not a bad thing. I have delegated. I've, I've drank my own Kool-Aid. Like I don't just say this stuff. I'm doing it right now. And I know it's in software, but it's the same thing, okay? I want to change the world. I want to change my family tree. I want to impact the lives of the people that work here. And so I'm following the process, man. Like, I was the guy with the truck with the pressure washer, like, with my little app, like, right? Didn't work, you know? And then through pain and suffering, especially for the last 6 to 12 months, our team has just grown, not just in size, but in focus and vision, the creative contribution of our team. There's Facebook ads running and emails going out that I didn't even write, that I don't wasn't even aware of because we have protocols in place and it's not perfect, but that's freaking amazing. 
All I want to do the rest of the year, and when I told you guys I'm going to take this business to 10 million, the only way I can do it is if I can live in my personal zone of genius. That's it. That's it. I need to live in my personal zone of genius. And that's what you got to do. You got to do what you're best at. If it's best at sales, you need to live there. If it's best at systems and efficiency, then you need to live there, right? So for me, I want to do you know videos and teachings, and I want to do my podcast, and I want to engage people and grow my platform so that people come into our machine. And they'll be served by the machine. The machine serves people. That's why we make profit and money is because we're adding actual value. So I want you guys to wish me luck tonight uh, for those of you that can't make it because um, the webinar that we're doing isn't just about selling a thing. It's not a short-term thing. It's about building an evergreen sales funnel that will take us to our goals over the next 12 to 18 months. And it's really exciting. It's really, really exciting. I hope you guys stay encouraged. Remember that uh, working hard on the right things in the right order is the path not just working hard. So the next time you come home and you're exhausted, I want you to look back at your day and say, what did, uh, what did I actually do today? And was that the right thing? Because if it's not the right thing, by definition, you're stuck. And I don't want you to be stuck, man. Yeah, anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Take care. God bless. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.